we need to make a new rule here that uh, whenever you sing a special, you've got to give the pastor a copy of the lyrics. Because uh, like a couple of weeks ago and today, I just think, man, I wish I had those lyrics because I can't ever hold on to some of those lyrics. But uh, great Mother's Day song. Um, turn with me to Second Timothy uh, chapter 3. Uh, you don't need to start reading because you don't know where we're going. But, but uh, um, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Um, the sermon today is kind of a Mother's Day sermon, but maybe a little different twist than what you might be used to. You know, we're not going to go to Proverbs 31 and necessarily take, talk about how great moms are, but, but they are great, and, and we're going to talk about a, 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 an aspect, I think, of their life that is really, really awesome, but not one that they always enjoy. And I'm thinking right now, not of my mother, but the mother that's in my house right now, and that's my wife. And this may be magnified great, a little bit greater because we homeschool our kids, but not necessarily. There's an aspect of being a mother that I always think of that's just awesome, and I so appreciate it, but it's work. And that's, that's I think, of mothers and how they're constantly correcting. Y'all do that at your house, or is that just us? that We, we, we got to do that some at our house, you know? And so... So I come home some days, and Dana's like, you know, she's still like, oh, I've been doing, she's told me before, all I do is just tell them, I, I, feel, I feel like the devil, you know, I, I just feel, I'm all, on them all the time, all the time, all the time, and, and, and uh, I know your kids don't, but our kids are fighting, you know, and in the house all day long, and school together, different ages, I mean, it's, a, it's quite an event. And she's always, 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 always correcting. But thank God for mothers who do that. Amen? Who correct their children. And some days she just, she doesn't, they'll come to her with a problem and I've got, I'm, I'm in the house at that point and she just looks at him and goes, go see your dad. She didn't even want to hear the problem. And then I got to deal with it. So, I appreciate mothers who... Um, teach us, teach their children, correct their children. And sometimes it may seem like, my goodness, that's all I do. They're going to hate me when I get older. But they're not. Of course, we, need, we want to do that in love. And I know as, as parents and mothers, sometimes we occasionally, I suppose, we, we probably fail at that. But, but um, we, need, we need correction. Um. I'm going to read just a little bit of uh, the first verse or two in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 so you know why they're talking about the end, what they're talking about in the end of, of 2 Timothy chapter 3. But 2 Timothy chapter 3 says this. You've, you've heard it many times, I'm sure, or read it many times. It says, But understand this, that in the last days will come or set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self, self-centered, lovers of money, and on and on and on and on and on, and I'll just stop right there. So to translate that to Mother's Day, I believe it's the mother who's saying, who's saying, there's going to, time, there's going to be a time come, kids. There's going to be a time come, that it ain't like it is at home. You think it's rough at home, you wait till you get out, outside the doors. There's going to be a time come when troubles are going to come your way. 
Perilous times are going to come your way and deception is going to come because outside these doors, you think you're in a bubble. I mean, you are in a bubble. You get outside this door and there's going to be things coming at you and decisions you've got to make and things going on and mom and dad's not going to be there. So I'm trying to correct you and train you up for that time that's coming. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And so now let's go ahead to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse well, we'll start at 13, just, to, just to, to connect, connect where I started. It says, but wicked men and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and leading astray others and being deceived and led astray themselves. In the world today, and it, was, it's, it's, uh, it tells us that in the scriptures, the end times will be very, 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 I don't know how many varies there are, but you couldn't put too many, very deceptive. How many of you know there's a lot of deception going on today? A lot of deception. And mamas and the ultimate parent, which is our God, the, God our Father, wants us to be equipped to handle them. To be equipped to handle them. And how is he going to do that? Well, here, here he's going to tell you. And, and Well, let's go on to verse 14, actually, because this is what happened uh, um, here and this is what Joel was referring to and, and this is what has happened in your lives. It says, but as for you, and I can just see mama. I can just see mama right now. Put your finger out, Danny, because I see this a lot, okay? No, that one's pointed at me. Do it at this angle, the one that's pointed at the kids. Yeah, that one. I get both of them. But, but as for you, this is mama. This is our, 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 our mama Abba, if you would say, our daddy. And you, he says, but as for you, continue to hold to the things that you've learned. Did you hear that? Continue to hold to the things that you've learned. Because the things that you've learned, they're going to try to be snatched from you. And I'm going to show you in a minute how deceitfully, how deceptive, how amazingly deceptive the enemy can snatch those things that you have learned. And if you think he can't, you're the one that's most deceived. Don't be prideful. Don't be prideful. Thank you, Lord, for that confirmation. <laughs> We're right on track today. Continue to hold to the things that you have learned and of which you are convinced. Say that. I'm convinced. How many of you are convinced of some things? How many of you have been convinced of things, but now in this day and age, things are being brought up and you're thinking, man, I don't know what I thought I knew. I'm not sure I know what I thought I knew. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I mean, there are things that you're just convinced. I've known that. It's like this guy, Timothy, I guess. I've known that since I was a little boy. And then all of a sudden, something comes and goes, well, maybe I didn't know that. Because there's a lot of things going on today that are going to try to convince Christians to think differently. And we need to watch what we're doing. I mean, I mean, we need to watch what we're doing. And I don't care how smart you are. Sometimes I think the smarter, the more intellect you have, the greater intelligence you have, the more susceptible in this day and age you are to deceit. And I am to deceit. Do you hear me? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we just get so smart we think we're not. We're, we, just, we just got such logic that we'll logic ourselves right out of the Word of God if we're not careful. And from your childhood... You have had a knowledge of and been acquainted with the sacred writings. Now, I'm going to stop there again. Man, I didn't stop this many times earlier. What is it that you know? What is it that you know? 
What is it that's going to guide you in your life? How to be a good salesman? There's nothing wrong with that. How to, uh, 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 to be a, a doctor or a lawyer? How All these things, they're important. They're important. Listen to me. None of them, none of them even compare to the knowledge and the understanding that we need concerning the Word of God. You can, be, you can have a doctorate in this, that, or the other. But listen to me. If you and I don't know the Word of God, we are open to deception. I don't care how many degrees you have. I don't care how smart I think I am. If I don't know those sacred writings, if I don't know the Word of God, I am, and I mean know that I know that I know them, know what they say and why they say it and how and when and, wh- and, and everything about the Scriptures, I am open to deception. which are to instruct you and give you the understanding for salvation, which comes through faith in Christ Jesus. Now let me tell you what faith is in the Amplified. Through the leaning of the entire human personality on God in Christ Jesus, in absolute trust and confidence in His power, in His wisdom, and in His goodness. And all three of those are important. We got to know when we know the Word of God and we know the sacred writings and we apply them, we got to know no matter what they say, it's all meant for our good. Because it's a good God who wrote them. And no matter how hard they are to swallow, no matter how difficult they may be to understand, it's for our good. And it's the wisdom of God in the Scriptures. And it's the power of God in the Scriptures. We, knowing and understanding the Word of God by the Spirit of God, should be the wisest, most powerful, and uh, understanding and the best people operating out of the goodness of God. Does that make sense? That's what the Scriptures are to us. We have got to get a hold of them and understand their place in in our life. Now look at this. It says, every Scripture, come on, say that with me, every Scripture, every Scripture, come on, say it again, there's a reason for this, every Scripture... Every scripture, that's because what's going to happen is, what's, going to, what's already happening is, is the devil is trying to get us directly, indirectly, through people, through wise people. I mean people who are, who are preachers in 20,000 uh, uh, people congregations. And God will use them to twist the scripture to mean something that it doesn't. And it's important. It is very important because on that, once we get on that slippery slope that some scriptures don't mean what they really say, even though we may not fully understand them, once we get on that, that's a slippery slope. And there's no telling where we will end up. But I tell you where it'll be. It'll be in the deception. It'll be in deception. And it could hurt us tremendously and the others around us. Every scripture, every scripture is God-breathed, given by His inspiration and profitable for instruction. Now here comes Mama again. I see Mama again. She's popping right up again. For instruction, for reproof and conviction of sin, for correction, for error and discipline, or for correction of error and discipline and obedience, and for training in righteousness, in holy living, in conformity to God's will and thought, purpose, and action. Why? Why is mama doing that? Why is mom doing that for us? Why is God the Father doing that for us? Here's why. Here's what He wants for you and me. So that you, my little darling baby, my little, my little young one who's getting her rear chewed right now and doesn't understand why. Here's why. Here's why. So that the man or woman of God complete, can may be complete and proficient, well fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
Why? So that we can stand up in the deception of this world that's going to be rampant in this day. I can take you to uh, uh, Matthew chapter 25 and, and uh, well, uh, uh, we just read it in, in Timothy chapter 3 and other places where it says deceit will be, and I'm paraphrasing, but the deception will be rampant and, 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 and prevalent and, and extremely uh, convincing there will be deceit in the world. And I tell you where it is, folks. It's in the unsaved, but it's in the church. And it's, it's, it's flooding into the church. The opportunity for it is flooding into the church. And I'm going to show you, just give you one example of how it's doing that. And I'm going to take you real quick to, uh, you don't even have to go there. Uh, it's in Jack 7. Just trust me on this one. Oh, there's no Jack. John, um, John 14. I tried to deceive you and it didn't work. Look at John chapter 14, verse, uh, verse 29. It says, this is Jesus talking. He says, I will, talk, I will not talk with you much more for the prince, the evil genius, the ruler of the world is coming, and he has no claim on me. And what does that mean, he has no claim on me? He has nothing in common with me. There's nothing in me that belongs to him, and he has no power over me. And that's important for us to not be deceived is to recognize we don't have anything. We don't have, the devil doesn't have anything that we want. He doesn't have anything that we want. We have nothing in common with him. He has no way of getting to me because nothing he has interests me. I'm just focused. I'm just interested in the things of God and the word of God. Okay, we can put that up now. Um, Father, help us to be thorough and see what we need to see. May only, the only things be said that need to be said. Uh, Father, we, may, may, we not, may we not be offended by the Word of God. By the Word of God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know the Bible, you know the Bible doesn't tell you to not be offensive? I mean, I don't think we should go around trying to offend people. I'm not saying that, and I guess it could say that maybe in other, in other areas, but, but the Bible does say don't be offended. Did you know you can offend someone and not even know it? But you can be offended and you're responsible for it. And I'm responsible for it. Then that's the way I choose to be. You know, I, I choose to whether I'm going to be offended or not. Or at least to carry it out and to keep it. And the, Bible, and the Bible says don't do that. Choose not to be offended. Certainly don't be offended by the word of God. Now, I was on um, Facebook. And uh, I have a, a friend. A Facebook friend. You know what a Facebook... There ought to be a definition for a Facebook friend, but you all know what it is anyway. You know, you have Facebook friends that you don't see hardly ever, you know. And that's not bad. I'm not being trying to be funny. It's, it's just not bad. We just have friends, and, and we know them. They're acquaintances. And, and uh, this came up on my page, and, and actually I, I, know her, I know this person, a uh, very nice person, good person. But, this, but I, 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 this, this caught my attention, and to be honest with you, it disturbed me a little bit. And this came up, this came up. Know that the devil, he's an evil genius and he has an art to deception. You recognize that, right? This isn't just something the devil's going to try. He knows how we are. He probably knows who we are by the words of our mouth. We've told on ourselves. He, we already, he already knows our weaknesses we don't, because of our mouth. And he knows and he, ha, he artfully will deceive you. And let me give you an example of, of this. I, I hate to compare this to deception, but I, I guess I am. 
my um, brother was a uh, car salesman and uh, a good one, a good one, but not just a car salesman. I'm not slamming him or car salesman at all, really not, but he was a really good salesman. I mean, he could sell anything. He, he's just excellent at it. And he's just a, a lot of it is because he's just a likable guy and, and people trust him and, and he's just a good salesman. But in, in the process of, of uh, being a salesman or through, the, through his years of being a salesman, there have been companies that have wanted to train him. Now, and here's how they train him. And again, I'm not saying this is necessarily bad itself. It depends on the heart of the salesman, okay, and the company and so forth. But what they will do is they have studied. This is the analogy. The analogy is that... that, that it has been studied. And what will happen is they can, they can study the buyer, the mind of the buyer. And again, that's not, I'm not saying that's bad. They study the mind of the buyer, and they, they learn to use words, and they even and in some places what they will do is they will train you to get that person to commit and box, get you down a road and box you into that road to where you feel dumb for not buying it. Because of what you said with your own words. For instance, like, now would you buy this then? You're telling me that you would buy this car if, if, uh, if I can get you the payment that you, that you desire? Well, yeah, if I can get that car, that's nice. If I can get that beautiful thing for a payment that I can afford, yeah. Well, what he, does, what he can do is box you into that, and he sets up your payments for you, not recognizing the back end and the insurance and all the things and what you're actually going to pay for the car in the end, and that you probably didn't get a great deal on it, but you just got it for what you can afford, and all of a sudden you realize three or four down the years down the line you want to sell that car, and you're upside down in it. In, meaning, meaning it's not worth near what it should be. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Now, again, I'm not slamming, not trying to slam anybody. I'm just saying that there's a study of how we think. And there's a, the devil has studied how we think. He knows our weaknesses. He knows what road to bring us down to get us to a place where we will step right into a place of deception we never thought we would go. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Okay, here's, the pro, here's, here's one of them. Here's one of them. Here's on Facebook, and you can't see what it says, but it doesn't make any difference. It's the path that I want you to see. On the, on the top, there's two... Two colors, red and, and yellow. You can see them, right? The blue bar in front of that, and we're not really referring so much to homosexuality today, although next week we are going to talk about that. This is kind of a two-parter at least. But, but, but the, the, the point is deception today. Okay, We'll bring up the other part, and we'll get into that a little bit more next week. Now, it says, Are you against gay marriage because the Bible... Question mark. That's what that blue line says at the top. Now, if you're not, you're on the yellow dot, and the road they take you down is short. You just go down to that other yellow dot. And here's what it says. Man. I could see this in the light. Barely then. Oh, thanks. Wow. I wasn't smart enough just to ask. They just, there they are. Um, look at block number two. Then you're all done. Then you're all done with this. That's what the first little blue box says on the right. Then you're all done with this. And the, refer, and, and, and the guy in the yellow is supposed to be referring to it and saying, Really? I'm done? And the little blue box says, Yep. And the little yellow box says, Yay. I'm done. 
See, you don't need to be taught anything. You don't need to be taught anything about gay marriage or any other issue. Again, we're not really talking about that today. We'll talk, we will talk about that next week because we're, we're not afraid to confront things. Okay, but, but, but it could be anything. It could be anything. And so, but if you are for it, you're about to get a lesson. Or if you're not for it, rather, you're about to get a lesson. And here it is. Does anybody have a micro magnifying class? I wasn't trying to be funny. I'm just asking. There's no telling what's in some of your purses. Um, I know what I have. Because I'm tech savvy. The blue box says, even though Jesus... Now, this was the funniest one of all to me. Not funny. Ha ha. Even though Jesus never once mentions gay marriage. And I got to thinking about that. Well, does that support your argument? Or is that against your argument? The fact that he never mentioned it. Okay. Jesus never mentioned gay marriage. Yes, because stuff uh, is banned in the book of Leviticus. Did you eat bacon? Are you kidding? I love bacon. Leviticus specifically bans the eating of pork products. But, oh, no but, she says, he says, whoever says. Fine, I'll just eat lots and lots of shrimp. Oh, bad news, slappy. And then he says, what? And then a, a, a part of a profanity, I won't share that with you. Nice tattoo. Thanks, it's a tattoo of Jesus eating bacon. Tattoos are also banned in Leviticus. But it's a tattoo of Jesus. Yeah, and, and, and he ever send, is he ever sending you straight to hell for that? But, but, no buts. You don't, get to go, you don't get to pick and choose which parts of God's word you're going to follow. Also, that's a nice wedding ring. Thanks, it's gold. You know what else the Bible says? Or the Bible forbids? No, adorning yourself with gold. So I want all of you right now to take your gold off and pile it right up here in front of me. <laughs> oh, that's about how deceptive we could go. But, but hey, uh, but my, or no, but my wife, and I love gold. Your first wife? No, my second wife. My first wife and I got divorced. New Testament. Mark, I can't see what it says. Mark, such and such, and such says, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And he goes, oh, blank. I am so blank. And here's what it says. Here's, here's the message. Here's the message in all this. Here's the message. Remember, before joining a major religion, you should really read all the paperwork. Now, at the end of all that, that can be designed for one thing. And you can read it back in Genesis chapter 1. God is deceiving you. That doesn't make sense. You eat bacon. Well, if you eat bacon, then homosexuality is okay too. 
And we could list other sins. You got a tattoo? Oh, you think tattoos are okay? Then gay marriage, you need to support gay marriage. Now, am I reading into this? Huh? That's exactly what it's doing. It's leading you down a path. And I'll be honest with you, I hate to admit this, but I got to the end of this and I thought, how would I respond to this person? Would I have enough evidence? Would I have, en- not ev- would I have enough understanding to take this person or to get on Facebook and say, listen, what you've written is incorrect and let me tell you why. Do I have enough knowledge, enough understanding to do that? Why is that important? Because some of you might go right on this website or see something like this, and at the end of it, if you're not careful, you will be deceived. You will be deceived. That is a powerful little road they took you down. And if, you, and if it doesn't bother you a little bit, what do you think it does to your unsaved nephew or your unsaved niece? When all over, the, all over the, the television is all kinds of deception, not just about homosexuality. All kinds of deception. Because if the Word of God is not what it says it is, then we can do whatever we want, and everything's good. We're free. And, and, and this is the power that it has on you. Again, what about the people that you love that are unsaved? What about your children who are raised in the church, but they don't know how to answer that. What are we going to do? Well, I tell you what. I'll give me this example. There's a part of me. I've had this thought before. I've thought, because I've heard this said in church before. And we haven't even gone there. I'm starting on a different path. But, 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 it said, but someone might say, you're trying to get me to doubt my salvation. And I thought, well, how would I respond to that? Not that it was said of me. I'm just saying I heard this said before. But listen to me. If, and, and I thought, you know what? If I could get someone to doubt their salvation, then they're nothing very strong in the Word. You, you see what I'm getting? If, you're, if your salvation is able to be doubted, You better get in line and figure out why. You better get in the Word and figure out why to where the the most masterful deceiver can come to you and try to convince you you're going to hell when you know you're not and you know why because you have the Word of God down in you to show him here's here's how you're lying, here's what your lie is, and here's why it's a lie. What the devil tried to do even to Jesus himself. He took the Word of God and he twisted it. And how did, why did Jesus respond? He responded with the right word of God and the right interpretation. He says, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And, and, uh, and on and on and on. Listen, folks. Listen, folks. I really did. I thought about it. I'm going to preach a sermon, and I'm going to try to bring as much doubt to people's salvation as I can. So they'll go home, and they'll get in the word, and they'll learn it for themselves, and understand, that preacher tried to get me to doubt my salvation. He'll never do that again. We have to know the word and what it means. And, 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 and I'm gonna, I want to explain some of that to you today. Some of that. By the way, I want to share this with you. And I don't even, can't even think of the scripture that I want, I want to share right now. But it, it's, it has to do with this. 
And maybe it'll come to me in a minute. We've been talking the last weeks about being all in. People who aren't all in are easily deceived. That's why it's important. One of the reasons it's important to be all in. The Bible says to love your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And if you and I are half-hearted Christians, you will be deceived. Maybe so much, maybe so, much so that, that you, you do deny your salvation, that you do deny God. And we need to make sure that we know what the Word of God says. First of all, let's look at the law for a minute. Let's look at how we would respond to this person, at least in part. And I don't know all the answers. I'm not, telling, I'm not trying to pretend I do. But the law, the very law that, that, that they're referring to here is to show us our hearts. That's what the law does. Why, why at one time might it have been important to talk about eating shrimp and pork and to do all these things. Well, let me, let me give you an example of why. We won't use all those examples. I'll just give you one example and, and you can use it all. Remember in the Garden of Eden. Remember in the Garden of Eden. How many trees were there in the Garden of Eden that you could eat from? How many? Huh? All of them. That's right. We don't know how many. But I'm guessing there's more than one or two. I'm guessing... You know, that the garden, this, this, uh, uh, this paradise, was full of trees that you could eat from. Except for one. Now, a good-hearted person, and which none of us were before we met Jesus, we all had a deceitful heart, very easy deceived, but a good-hearted person would say, Wow, what a deal! What a deal! I can eat from all those trees! But what's a deceptive heart say? I wonder why I can't eat from that one. That just aggravates me. But you know who's like that? You and I are. You and I are. Let me show you again. If I said to you, who do I want to pick on? Who do I want to pick on? I don't have anybody. Let's just say that uh, we did something different next week. We did something different next week. And next week, we sectioned off the row that you sit in every week. Every week? Now you know where I'm going, don't you? And, I, and, and we said, uh, look at all the chairs. Look at all the places you can sit. Look at all the chairs you can sit in. There's, well, I don't know, there's three or four hundred of them. And there's plenty of places to sit, especially in the middle for some reason. Landon, is that your fault? I don't know. Or Landon, Dylan. For some reason, the, you know, not sitting. If I, if I said, you can sit anywhere you want, but you can't sit in that place. You know what's liable to happen? That blue tape or that yellow tape or whatever tape. I'm going to look over and find out it's gone and they're all sitting right there. Why? Because that's in our heart. That was in our heart. Before we got saved, we had a deceitful heart. We had a selfish heart. So, can you not eat? Let, let's just say, you better not eat shrimp. And I'm going to cover that in a minute. Can't eat shrimp, can't eat bacon, can't eat pork. 
do you think God created enough other things we can eat that we could still be happy? Do you? Absolutely we could. And see, that's what the old law did. It showed you a numerous things you couldn't do. And there was, and Peg was helping me with this, there was, uh, I think, civil law and moral law and another law that she was telling me about to help me explain this. I really appreciate it. I wrote it down on some piece of paper. Now I don't know where it is. But there were other kinds of laws. And under the New Testament, we're no longer under those laws because they fulfilled their purpose. And the purpose was to show us what kind of a heart we, we had and how in need we were of a Savior. And when the New Testament came, we got a new covenant with a new, uh, 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 new promises, a better covenant, a better promises. A lot of those things don't exist. Some of them still do. And now we're free from a lot of that junk. Why? Because Jesus came and paid the price of our sin. He gave us a new heart. And that old deceitful heart that we we had before, when we asked for a new heart, Jesus came and paid the price for us. He fulfilled the law. He didn't come to abolish the law. He fulfilled the law. And in the fulfillment of that law, we're under a new covenant. And some of that stuff doesn't apply. God says, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it to the glory of God. God says, whatever's put before you, be thankful for it. Sanctified by the word of God in prayer, as I've heard that so many times in our prayers over our food. Sanctified by the word of God in prayer. You say, okay, so homosexuality is okay then. No, there's many moral... And by the way, by the way, I will add this to our shrimp and bacon comments, okay? I will add this. And I suppose I could add it to a tattoo if I wanted to. How many of you ever got a tattoo and wished you hadn't? You know, even that much, even that much can, be, can be read into it. But sometimes God's just protecting us from things. But who, who are the healthiest people in the world? How many of you know who the healthiest people in the world are? They would have the longest longevity in life, but because of the place they live and the, and the circumstances they're under, they lose lives that they normally wouldn't. So they, they're at the top. They're close, but they're not the number one longevity. Do you know what country that is? The healthiest, and they live almost the longest. And if it wasn't for war and turmoil and all that's unrest that's over there, they would probably live the longest as well. Who is it? Israel. Israel has kosher eating, they eat properly, and they live longer. So there's a lot of good to even the law that we're no longer under. Now, where do we go? Look at... um, James, excuse me, I knew it was in there somewhere, James, James chapter, James chapter 1 verse 21 to whatever it is. You know the, the heart bypass is really, how many of you know what a heart bypass is, cardiac bypass? It's really interesting. I thought I knew what it was from a, um, from a, a video that I had seen earlier. And I don't know if there's any doctors. Dr. Miller's not here. Maybe some people that really know a lot more about what I'm getting ready to share with you. But they used to, I'm convinced, I used, they used to take... Um, oh, Dr. Miller is here. Hey, didn't they used to take in heart surgery, and I know you're not a surgeon, but they, didn't they used to kind of split the vessel that had the blockage and pull that blockage out and re-sew it or something? Did they not used to do a, a, a procedure similar to that? They still do that. Okay, maybe it was a carotid artery that I was, that I was looking at and, and not a heart artery. 
But anyway, they don't do that with a bypass. What they do is they, I mean, it makes sense. They bypass the junk that's clogged up your heart uh, valve or your heart uh, um, artery. They go, they connect you to one that's all full and pumping all kinds of blood, and it's a big one. And they just bypass that little clog and go right past it and hook it up again. And you got a new line going from one place to another, putting blood in your heart. And if you got a quadruple bypass, you got four new vessels pumping in your heart, sending blood. But what happens is, even with a new heart, church, even, how many of you have a new heart and you're grateful for a new heart? I'm not the same person I used to be. I don't think like I used to. I'm not the same person inside. I got a brand new spirit, a new heart. How many of you? Come on. How many of you got a new heart? Even with a new heart, the junk of life can clog you up with wrong thinking. But God will bypass that with understanding and revelation to where your heart's still going to function really, really good. Now, that's an analogy, a poor analogy maybe. Look at James chapter 1. Now, this is, this is uh, very important. We're getting ready to close. And we'll, we'll start on, uh, uh, we're going to start on, uh, we're going to look at some other things next week concerning specifically what is going on and why it's going on. Why is the homosexual, uh, um, huh? Uh, controversy. Who said, somebody say that? Why is that such a controversy? Why is that so important? And why is that so important to the church? Because there's an agenda behind it that's way beyond anything that even has to really do with sin or any sin, let alone the sin of homosexuality. There's an agenda behind it. Because if we can get your thinking, if the devil can get you to think that the Word of God isn't what it thinks, there's no end to what he can do. Because now if the Word of God is untrue in that area, that's a slippery slope and there's no telling. You can slide in a place that you can't control and you will be so deceived. You'll be so deceived. It's not about loving the gay community. If somebody battles with home, I have a very good friend who was in my wedding. He sang in my wedding. He's a black man, good buddy of mine at, at, uh, at Southwest Baptist University. I hung around him for two years. He's 52, 51, 52 now. I've known him for years. Great buddy of mine. If, I, if he walked in his door right now, I'd give him a bear hug. And he's just as gay as he can be. And he's battled with it and battled with it and battled with it and battled with it. We're not talking about not loving people. We're talking about the reality of what's right and wrong. And it is flooding the minds of young people. And if young people, they can get you to accept things that the Bible says is wrong. And I know what you do. And I know in your heart you want to say, well, don't we love everybody? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Love me the way that I am. But don't accept my wrong. Show it to me. Do you understand? Show me where I'm wrong. Why? So I can be set free from whatever sin it may be. It could be the sin of gossip. Look, if you're a gossip and you don't admit that you're a gossip, you're just as close to hell as the homosexual who doesn't admit that that's an issue. Sin is sin. And the, but the, the thing of it is, it's deceptive. 
And if we're deceived, we can be in major trouble. And this is a huge issue in the church. And I'm telling you, people are deceived left and right. Left and right. And once you step into that and allow that deception, we're going to be in trouble. We're going to be in trouble, church. Now, if we don't... uh, Now, look at this. James chapter... One, and I am closing because I'm going to get into this and then we're done because I've got to start next week on this too. It says, look at this. It says, look in verse 21. It says, so get rid of all cleanness and rampant outgrowth of wickedness and in a humble, gentle, modest spirit receive and welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. Whoa, isn't that a great scripture for what we're talking about? Now listen, God doesn't want to shame you. He wants to train you. Do you understand that? God doesn't want to shame me. He wants to train me. You don't go to your kids and just make them feel just a... You know, you don't build an army by going around and making them feel all shamed for who they are. No, you don't. That's a waste of time. You don't go around and shame your your soldiers and spend all your training efforts trying to shame them into being a soldier. You don't do that, but you you correct them and train them to be the man of uh, the army, the soldier that you need. Amen. And that's what God doesn't do. He's not here to shame anybody. Gossip, homosexuality—that is not. That's not what he's doing. He's he's here to train us so that we can stand training in righteousness. Praying in righteousness, not being deceived by the devil. That's a powerful verse. He says, but be doers of the word and not merely listeners betraying yourself into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. Now, here's what the devil's going to do. He's going to get you in your mind. He's going to drop a seed of thought in your mind. And in, in, in the 1 Corinthians um, uh, chapter 10, verse 5, it says, cast every thought and every reasoning that doesn't line up with the Word of God. Because once we get a thought, once we get a reasoning, once we, once we only know the, we, we know the Word of God, we can recite it, but we don't apply it to our own lives, we're doubly deceived. When we know the Word of God and we hear the Word of God and we don't do it, we are self-deceived. And that is an example of what many people do in the church. You say, man, this sounds like an old... An old uh, 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 what is it, fire and brimstone, hell kind of preaching? Listen, folks, we have got to know the truth. And we have got to live the truth as best we know how. We know that grace covers as we, do our, as we, as we fail, but grace doesn't, cover, that grace doesn't cover, cover deception that you've chosen to walk in by saying something's right when it's wrong or something's wrong when it's right. Grace doesn't cover that because grace is the power to choose right and wrong. It's the power to choose right and wrong. Now, I'm closing and we're going to go on to some other things next week that are very, very powerful. Did you know in Romans 1, 18 and 19 it says that God has given us a conscience that we know right and wrong because of what God put in us even before we're saved. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You don't have to be trained that stealing's wrong because God put it in your conscience. And that's why people will be without excuse. Everyone will be without excuse who choose deception. Listen, folks. Deception is out there. And I tell you what, when I, when I, when I looked at this, I guess I already said that, but when I looked at this chart on Facebook, it affected me 
And I know, a li- I know there's a lot of people know more and, and, and I, I, uh, than me, but, but I know quite a bit about the Word of God. I only know a couple things, and the Word of God is, a, is, is one of them that I know a little bit about. And I know, that, like I said, there's probably more people in here that know more. That's not my point. There are people in here that know a lot less. And if people that know a lot, lot less than I do, and if it can affect me, if it can take me down that road where I'm going, what do I do? What's it doing to other people? What's it doing? By the way, I went to bed and that bothered me. But in the wee hours of the morning, God showed me that. Just the simple part he showed me. Look, I didn't give them one tree to eat from and one tree not to eat from. I gave them all kinds of trees to eat from and only one they couldn't. And that showed me in telling me that, it showed me that's right, God. That's right, God. You gave us plenty of food to eat. You gave us plenty of women to choose from. It ain't like there ain't enough women around, so I've got to go choose a guy to be with. God covered. He gave us everything that we want, but in our heart, in our deceptive heart, if we're not careful, we'll choose ignorance. We'll just absolutely choose ignorance. All right, as the praise team comes, I just want you to ask yourself this. Ask yourself this. Are you deceivable? Are you easily deceived? Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Say, Lord, show me on my deception meter where I lie. How easy would it for me to be deceived? Or am I deceived? Am I deceived in an area? Am I calling right wrong and wrong right? Am I being deceived? Am I wholehearted for you? Because listen, I'll say it one more time. There's a day coming very soon. In fact, a lot of it's already here to where many of you, many of you right here, right now in this congregation, if you don't change the way you're living, you'll be deceived. You will be deceived. And you'll fall right down that slope where millions of people are. But glory to God, you also have the opportunity to get close to God and say, Lord, not only do I not want to be deceived, I want to have the knowledge and the understanding when somebody comes to me with one of these, look where I'm going to take you places, I'll have the knowledge to say lovingly. Let me explain that to you. Do you really want to know the truth? Why? Because that's been put in your conscience. In fact, uh, last thing. I already said that, didn't I? I'll share this next week. All right. Let's sing. So I want you to spend time with the Lord and I want you to ask Him. You talk to Him. You talk to him about deception. You talk to him about knowing the word of God. Talk to him. Talk to him about being a mom to your kids and teaching them the truth and a dad and this really a parent. Talk to him. Talk to him about what he's talked to you about today. And if anybody needs prayer or help with something, doesn't understand something, humility runs to a place where, you, where they don't understand something and gets, and gets advice. Pride says, I don't need anybody's help. Run up here. Go to the altar. Ask for help. Stay where you're at and ask for help. But ask the Lord to show you the truth. Amen?